From the very beginning, I made it a, and what, what, you've been around presidents working with them. I think every president is always amazed by that Madeleine Albright was probably right, that America is the lead in the world. Okay. Sure. Can we get help for this guy? Oh, welcome to Friday. Friday, Louia to you. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. Chris returns after the Independence Day holiday. No shortage of important stories today. My goodness. I, uh, I was dialing around the cables this morning, looking at what they were covering. Or in the case of MSNBC, looking at what they were covering up. Yesterday, of course, a very important day at the Supreme Court, as will today be a very important day at our Supreme Court, as we're about to hear if the student loan scheme by Joe Biden, the vote purchasing scheme by Joe Biden and the Democrats is, is going to get stepped on, which I believe it will be. And then there's a, a fascinating case out of uh, Colorado kind of relates to the cake baking case from a few years ago. Remember when the man did not want to bake a cake that would support something his religion did not support. And that one was ultimately won, and there's more attempts to go after that guy. But this one relates to a website. But yesterday's big decision that was 6-3, the 6-3 decision to basically give College admission affirmative action preferences, the boot, has the left losing its collective mind. And that's, um, that's always good for me. I think that's a good thing. But there was another decision. We will get to the, uh, the affirmative action decision. There are a mountain of quotes that we have to play from yesterday. A mountain of statements, especially from the angered people on the left who just cannot believe this has happened. I, I'm, I'm sure that someone's going to say they're going to put you all back in chains. Yes, that's uh, destined to become a, uh, a, a clarion call from the left. But there was another decision that was nine to nothing that I think is really important, and nobody seems to be talking about it on the mainstream media. Why? Because that decision unites us. This, uh, this affirmative action case, which was brought by Asians because they felt like they were getting shut down in applying to schools, and apparently the court agreed. But this case, the nine-to-nothing agreement on the Supreme Court, it's, it's pretty rare. But this was the case of a postal worker who was being forced to work on Sundays or he was going to be fired. And this gentleman did not want to work on Sundays. That was his, uh, his day of, of going to church. And he was keeping the Sabbath holy. And the post office, from the arguments I was reading, was all hot and bothered because they had so much business from Amazon that needed to be delivered on Sunday. And they kind of demanded this guy come to work on Sundays or he, he has to go. And so they fired him. 
Now, the Supreme Court found nine to nothing in his favor. And that's getting almost no attention. And remember, we're, we're all being told we have to separate, we have to divide, we have to stand on either side and politically yell at each other. This is a case that should be getting more attention because it is a First Amendment case. It is a First Amendment case, one of the most important cases ever to face the Supreme Court. Any First Amendment case, one of the five protections of that First Amendment, your right to, to honor your religion, was upheld nine to nothing. And I, I think that's great news. But nobody's talking about it. All we're talking about is, oh, those, those racists over on, on the left who, who want people to be judged by the, the, the quality of their character and the content of their character and the work they have done and the grades they have earned. No, they're, they're trying to set up this situation where race will be an important issue when it comes to college admissions. And that's a shame. That's a shame because we have come into what I believe is the post-racial America. I think Barack Obama ushered that in and shut that door. A lot of people disagree with you. Does racism exist in certain corners of the country? Yeah. But it was a couple of years ago, accent on the word years, that CNN had uh, Don Lemon. Remember him? He used to be a host. They used to pay millions of dollars. And I kind of wonder if maybe he was some sort of affirmative action hire or advancement at CNN, because he certainly wasn't elevated to that status for being the smartest guy in the room. He was the guy that wondered if the Malaysian airliner that disappeared uh, 2014 got sucked into a black hole. Yeah, he said that on TV. But Don Lemon was interviewing Morgan Freeman. She had two black men on a major cable network talking to each other. And uh, again, this was not yesterday. This is not in the the America that we're constantly told is, uh, is is suffering from systemic racism. No, this is this is a couple of years ago. Don Lemon hosting his own show, admittedly badly so, admittedly, admittedly ratings challenged. But Don Lemon was a big deal on CNN. He was a big, big fish in a small ratings pond. And he asked Morgan Freeman about race. And Morgan Freeman didn't pause for a second. He delivered an absolute brilliant response to Don Lemon. Do you think that race plays a part in wealth dis- distribution or either a mindset that you can't? Today? Not? Yeah. No. You don't? No, I don't. I don't. Hey, you and I, we're proof. Why would race have anything to do with it? Stick your, put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. Uh, it's kind of like religion to me. It's a good excuse for not getting there. Yeah. So Morgan Freeman schooled Don Lemon years ago. If you're blaming race, it's this victim mentality, which I think is so detrimental to America's future. It's so detrimental to the children who are being taught that if you didn't get something you wanted, it's because you're a victim. It's because the deck was stacked against you. Occasionally that happens. But generally in this country, you can get it done. Morgan Freeman just told us. It can happen. You can make it happen. 
It's astounding to me what has been foisted upon the youth in this country. I know I sound like the angry old man standing on the front porch going, get off my lawn. No, this is a big stinking deal. A big stinking deal. Now, I'm, I'm trying to connect dots here because that's always important when I look at things. And one of the dots I want to connect is that with the loss of affirmative action in college admissions, the left just might lose the momentum they had gained when it comes to enforcing their plan for controlling everything by using race and gender to mandate how everybody operates. And this is key. If you lose something as big as the, the uh, college affirmative action when it comes to admissions, then you've lost your hope to get to the point where everything can be based on race. Everything can be tied to racial quotas on things. I really believe that. And if we're to extrapolate it as far as possible, and I think you need to do that, you need to go as far out as you can. Because that's ultimately what's at the end of this, uh, this Democrat final day of Pride Month rainbow. They want to decide what everybody can or can't do based on how they see the engineering of society. It is the planning that the Soviet Union wanted, the government telling you what everything can and cannot be in terms of who can work and who can work where. You see it in effect in China. Now, China doesn't have the racial diversity or the cultural diversity or the intellectual diversity of America, but China has imposed their social credit scoring on their country to impose political thinking. If you don't think correctly, if you don't behave correctly, you don't get to live in the right places. You don't get to travel on the fastest, most luxurious methods of travel in China. You're on a bus instead of a train on a slow train instead of a high-speed train, on a high-speed train instead of an airplane. And China has done that. They've set it up that way. And I believe that even though that's an exaggeration, that's completely at the end of the thinking of the Democrats. I'm trying to connect the dots. And without the education, without the education guarantee to engineer who gets in and who doesn't based solely on race, or not even solely, but substantially on race, you've taken some of the wind out of the sails of the Democrats. And for me, that's a good thing. Anytime we can slow down this, this move towards the old Soviet planning, the government planning, the, the social engineering, because that's what this is about. It's not about education. It's not about freedom of opportunity. Everybody's got the freedom of opportunity. But they want the equity adjustment. It's not equality for them. It's about the equity adjustment. Very interesting. So much to get to today. And we have so many clips from the mainstream media. There's some meltdowns uh, that are just epic that we need to have fun with. Joe Biden wandering off the set of MSNBC yesterday after he sat down with Nicole Wallace, that opening clip of Joey with Nicole Wallace, incoherently babbling, as he does. There was more incoherent babbling from our commander-in-chief yesterday as well. 
Um, MSNBC, as I said, is now rushing to defend what Joe did. It's all over the New York Post, Joey, getting up and wandering. I think there's two schools of thought on what happened yesterday with Mr. Biden. Two schools of thought, and I'll get to it. Uh, There also is more interesting commentary from Robert Kennedy Jr. And it should scare the Democrats. And again, it should scare the Republicans. That's important. Uh, We will um, also, when we discuss the Supreme Court stuff, we're keeping an eye on the two decisions today. The um, student loan thing, as I said, as well as the um, ruling on the website, whether you can be forced to make a website if it contradicts with your beliefs. Uh, Donald Trump and Carrie Lake were hanging out together in Bedminster, New Jersey yesterday. A lot of whispering whether the former president is looking at Carrie Lake as a possible running mate. I'm sure that's happening. Our uh, Treasury Secretary said some really dumb things about inflation yesterday. We have to get that in into your ears. And Social Security is racist. Did you know that? Yeah. We have a college dean who believes Social Security is racist, and then he decides it's not, but he just told us it is. Phones are open. 888-630-9625 is the number. 888-630-9625. It's Opelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. America starts the day with America in the morning. Pending home sales numbers, they tanked in April, but there are. Hi, I'm John Trout, your host for the latest news, politics, entertainment, business, and weather. Octane action in the dust, a new film puts. Our staff of correspondents provide a fast paced look at the world with specialized reports from where news happens. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Amazon. Concise, accurate, and fresh each day. America in the morning, the podcast, available wherever you listen. It's Friday on the Chris Plant Show. Friday, Louie, to you. I will keep saying that even as cringy as it is to some of you, but I celebrate Fridays and so should you. We're also going to be taking nominations for the Woke Olympics Awards because we like to point out when woke things happen because they are so infuriating and stupid and we have to highlight the infuriating and stupid. And we are talking about the very smart decision yesterday, in my opinion, by the Supreme Court and of the majority of the court to uh, eliminate race when it comes to consideration for entrance into college. And a few of you have already checked in on this. So let's see what's happening on the phones. Bob is in Clinton, Maryland. Bob, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. What's on your mind? Um, Good morning, sir. Um, Good morning. being that the Supreme Court has ruled affirmative action to be unconstitutional, does that apply to now that the government cannot consider affirmative action under, uh, when you submit a contract to the government 
when you bid on a job that they can no longer consider affirmative action. Does that also include affirmative action can no longer be considered when uh, trying to be trying to find a job in the federal government that they can't consider affirmative action for any job anywhere in the United States now? And, well, and, and I, it, if I may, I'd yeah. like I'd like to nominate the CEO of Budweiser for the for your um, woke Olympics the, award because he's got to be the biggest dummy ever to walk the face of the earth. But yeah, I'll, and I, I agree with you um, on on the the woke Olympics award for the new Bud CEO. By the way, the guy did serve in the Marines, so I wonder if he's just in the wrong job because I got to respect every Marine, left or right. But we'll get to him. But Bob, I I think. What you're talking about here is important, but this negation of affirmative action on a college level, I think, only only can be used as evidence in a challenge going forward. I think you'd have to come up with a different case. This case was brought specifically by Asian students who said they were being discriminated against. So I think while it is a major decision, I think you have to look at possibly— Another case, another lawsuit. But thank you, sir. Excellent points. Uh, Charlie is in Sorrento, Florida. Charlie, I got a little time here. What's on your mind? Hey, Mike. I love when you uh, sub for Chris. Chris is a hoot, by the way. So he is the, the reason best. why I'm calling, I'm, I'm, I'm out here camping. I'm listening to WMAL.com and uh, love WMAL. The reason why I called is uh, it, affirmative action has actually allowed students without being educated into colleges and um, without the affirmative action, teachers are actually going to have to start teaching the kids instead of pronouns and uh, they and him, they're going to have to actually start teaching them math and science and uh, in order for them to compete to get into college. And uh, that's why they're really mad because the teachers unions, they don't want to have to teach the kids. That's too much work for them. Yeah, they've been uh, the teachers and the teachers unions have have pushed something forward. Um, I, I've got to make sure I get the correct attribution of the woman who wrote the story on grade inflation. So many kids have been passed through the public school system because we weren't allowed to fail them because that would have been racist. You know, and instead of teaching, we surrendered. We just said, OK, we'll lower the standards. Steve Allen wrote a great book. Uh, years and years and years ago, he's not with us anymore, obviously, called Dummeth, and it predicted the dumbing down of America, which is kind of where we are, exactly where we are. We'll get to some of the reactions, as Charlie was talking about, the angry reactions from the left, starting at the very tippy top of the government with the president, coming up next on The Chris Plant Show with Michael Pelka. in for Chris Plant. Are you into weird, spooky, and strange history? Horrifying History tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about. We tell the tales of haunted places, infamous true crimes, unsolved mysteries, the paranormal, and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies. Want to get spooky with us? Horrifying History, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Friday on the Chris Plant Show. Mike Opelka sitting in for Chris as he is on vacation. A lovely idea, which I will partake in a couple of weeks. 
Not the same kind, but, you know, vacation's a good thing. Maybe some golf. I encourage you to get outside. Even though the Canadian wildfires have really hit here in my home in Wilmington, Delaware. Yesterday was just a hazy day outside. And now I'm hearing all these uh, conspiracy theories that there are, there are chemicals in the smoke. Great. Now we got that, as well as my bad golf game. Uh, we are uh, keeping an eye on whether or not the next two decisions, the final two decisions from this Supreme Court are going to pop. I think it's going to be in just about 30 minutes, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. Uh, yesterday, the big decision that caused all the ruckus, the one about affirmative action, has a lot of people upset. A lot of people upset, and um, I, I have to go to one of the phones quickly because it was kind of pointing towards the next response I wanted to get to. John is on the phones in Buffalo, New York. I have some great friends in the South Park area of Buffalo. John, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Hi, Mike. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, maybe I'm an alarmist, but I am wondering, do you think we're going to have some of the same stuff we had uh, when the, uh, they had the, uh, preg- you know, the business about uh, the abortion ruling? Yeah, yeah. In other yeah. words, are they going to go harass the uh, judges at their homes the way they did, and you know what that led to with uh, Justice uh, Kavanaugh? You think that's coming? Because obviously, we all know. I think by now that the, all they have to do is dial up their good friends at uh, Antifa, and they'll go crazy because that's all they do. I mean, that's their whole life. You know, putting on their masks and harassing people and acting yeah. like fools. You think that's coming next? Is that going to happen sooner? Am I being well, honest? I'd like to believe no, John. I would like to believe no. But I'd also like to think that maybe Antifa's stretched to its limits. It looks like maybe they've got some of their their members over in France lighting cars on fire. There's a, a summer of violence again happening in France, if you're not paying attention. There are 40,000 troops now deployed by Macron after the riots have continued to grow all week in Paris. I hope you're not planning a vacation in Paris. Uh, turning over cars, burning cars. Now they've got construction cranes on fire. And this relates to the killing of a teen by a French policeman. And it sounds very similar to some of the Antifa and BLM riots a couple of summers ago. So they might be stretched to the limits. But will there be violence here in America? Well, maybe because Nancy Pelosi tweeted yesterday that Supreme Court Chief Justice Roberts' majority opinion does violence to justice and fairness in America. Hmm. So the Supreme Court Chief Justice writes an affirming opinion, and Nancy Pelosi deems those words to do violence. She said the opinion does violence to justice and fairness in America. Is this a coded message from Pelosi to the far left? To get out there? Or is she a, a, an acolyte of the, the great philosopher Cher, who told us words are like weapons? They wound you sometimes. No, it's, it's neither. Chief Justice Roberts' majority opinion actually has some, uh, a little bit of wiggle room in there to allow universities not to necessarily judge a, an applicant based on the color of their skin, but also adds in some wiggle room for life experience to see if a person 
got to where they are with this good score or a reasonable score, but had a very difficult road ahead of them. So in other words, the essay still matters. And I think that's good. I think that's a, that's a good thing. I also think we're going the right direction on this to have an America that does not look at color, but absolutely looks at content and quality of the character who is applying and that we reward performance. We still need to focus on becoming a meritocracy and excellence. Excellence needs to be grown, to be bred, to be raised. Thank you, John, for calling. Uh, Quick bounce over to uh, Mark in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Hey, Mark, welcome to the Chris Plant Show, sir. Hey, it's been great having you on the the show this past week, and Thank I actually you, appreciated how you handled Mike the Lib a couple of times. <laughs> well, you know, but, um, I, you know, it's it's it is the show for the host. You know, it's Chris's show when he's here, and when he hands me the wheel, it's my show, and I, I appreciate absolutely. when people respect that. Yes, I um I wanted to take a little bit of issue with the caller, a couple of couple callers ago, simply because um, who was saying, my goodness, teachers are going to actually have to teach math and reading and things. And I work near Fort Bragg. I guess it's now Fort Liberty, but uh, Fort Liberty, 70% African-American school. And I can only tell you, well, first of all, we teachers are working as hard as we possibly can, but we're getting against a corrupt system. I work at a high school But when they come in as a math teacher, I'm an an Anglican here, and actually my kids are doing about three times better than is considered exceeding expectations. But when they get to our school, they're only considered to be 6% proficient, meaning 6 out of 100 of our students coming into ninth grade are expected to be proficient, mainly because they're only allowed to be failed once. So they know they can do nothing, learn nothing, and keep being moved on. Mm. We have some incredible teachers. By the end of ninth grade, we're at about 26%, which is about four times as much in one year as they've gotten in eight years. I get them, and usually for the last couple of years, my students have tested about 60% proficient, meaning six out of ten. And you've got to be hard. You've got to be consistent. You have to have expectations. You've got to deal with parents ahead of time before they get their failing grade get the priorities right but you have a lot of teachers we are working really hard to get these kids up but i can tell you for me for the first half of every semester for the first two quarters the lowest grade even if you do nothing and never show up at class the lowest grade i can give you is a 50 secondly um, summer school, we've just, we, we changed our policies. It used to be you had to have a 40. Keep in mind, half the year you needed a 50. If you had less than a 40, you could not go to summer school. Now you can miss as many days as you want. You can have a lower than a 40 for a grade, and they'll let you make up my five-month math class in three weeks. Well, you're not ready for the next year. So I just kind of want to say I and a heck of a lot of the teachers around me are working very hard to get these students learning. But I just see a whole lot of corruption and a willingness. You have to have a balance between teacher accountability and student accountability. And right now, the pendulum only goes one way. It's a system that's more corrupt 
than the teachers. And I just felt the need to say that. I hope I didn't go on too long. No, you didn't, Mark. And I'm going to ask you a quick question. I got about 20 seconds left for you. And I appreciate you so much. Teachers are so important in our society. And there are so many great teachers who get no credit. But what's the solution? Yeah, got it. What's the quick fix to all of this? Two things. One, you have to be willing to get discipline. If a student, if a school gives too much discipline, in-school suspension or out-of-school suspension is considered a black mark on them. But an unhealthy system will always get worse before it gets better. You have to be willing to drive it through, and you have to be consistent. And we're not consistent right now. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Wow, this affirmative action ruling is going to have a major effect, and uh, I'm not sure how we enforce it. I know Ed from Charleston called in to ask that question, but i got to get to a clip here about this because our our president is so confused on all of this. Uh, Joe Biden yesterday was uh, speechifying from the White House when he got it completely wrong, in my opinion, I don't think he really understands affirmative action. Affirmative action is so misunderstood. Many people wrongly believe that affirmative action allows unqualified students, unqualified students to be admitted ahead of qualified students. This is not, this is not how college admissions work. So the people who had the higher grades, but were told they couldn't be on the list of admissions or even on the wait list and someone else with lower grades, much lower grades was pushed ahead of them because of race. That's exactly what happened, sir. He doesn't even understand the basis of why this suit was brought. He's, he's really not ready for the job he has, has never been, but he's even more confused now. The colleges set out standards for admission and every student, Every student has to meet those standards. Then and only then, after first meeting the qualifications required by the school, do colleges look at other factors in addition to their grades, such as race. And now they can't do that anymore. They're not allowed to do that, sir. It's, it's the way this works. But the other part of this is, the other part of the decision from yesterday uh, is, is that... <laughs> Joe Biden is very, very, well, first of all, he's wrong on what he's talking about. He doesn't get it. And he also does not understand what a ruling from the Supreme Court means. He actually said this yesterday. We cannot let this decision be the last word. We cannot let this decision be the last word. He wanted to emphasize that we cannot let this decision be the last word. Well, it is the Supreme Court, so it is the last word. Unless you write a law, unless Congress writes a law that requires race to be part of admissions, this decision puts that to rest forever. So I, I really think that um, this, is, uh, this is going to be a, a point that the left is going to use in the next election that they're going to play the race card on this when this actually is going right at achievement, right towards a meritocracy. I know it's, I know it's early on a Friday. We're still in the first hour of the program here. And um, I I know he's got two strikes on him. I, I feel in order to be fair, in order to be 
a, a decent human being, I'm going to give Mike the Lib one more shot. As we're talking about the Supreme Court decision yesterday as regards to affirmative action, uh, let's see what Mike the Lib has to say on, on this issue and maybe solving the problem. Hello, Mike. Hey there, Mike. Well, okay. Uh, basically, the problem is they're measuring the wrong thing with education. You basically now have a handheld computer with, with your cell phone. Yeah. Still measuring memory. That's what I excelled at. And a great memory. But right now, you don't need to have a great memory because you can find anything. It's like having, like uh, when, when I was younger, the, the, the wealthier kids whose parents could afford it, you know, the, the Encyclopedia Britannica. They had an advantage over kids that didn't have the Encyclopedia. Same situation here. If you continue to measure memory, wrong, wrong things, yes, you have to teach reading is the most important thing. You have to be able to ask questions to Siri. And then, and, 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 and then you can get the structural, you know, English from your computer. We're, when I was in the Department of Defense, I railed against us having closed book tests. I said, we don't do our job with a closed book. So why are you having us memorize the regulations? Because we never will have to do that. If you, so, if you have the wrong, if you have the wrong concept, you're going to get the wrong result. Kids do not have to. We, we, these kids could be so far advanced; they could be doing calculus and everything else. Mike, hang on one second. Hang on one second, please. Number one, your phone stinks today. You usually have like really clear signal. I can. It's it's difficult to understand you, but I think what's happened today is Mike the Lib and I actually agree on something. And this goes back to the Pew study I referenced uh, two days ago, that one of the most important issues to all Americans right now is education, K through 12, that education where we have such a deficit, where kids are falling behind. I agree with you 100,000%, Mike, that reading is so vital, and we need to, we need to put aside all of the electronics and teach kids how to read. And then once they've read, and I follow through on your logic here, we need to teach them to use that, that knowledge they've gained to learn reasoning from the reading, to ask questions about what they've read. And we also need to teach math and science. And it is, and memory is an important thing. And I had a great memory too. I can still bring up things that drives my wife crazy from my high school years. But I, I'm gonna make this a Friday announcement that I actually agree with Mike the Lib on something when it comes to our country and our children, that education is at the very center of this. If they can't read, they ain't going to be successful, no matter how many preferential bumps you give them due to whatever crazy affirmative action positions you want to take. Well done, Mike the Lib. Now just fix your phone. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. And welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka in for Chris while he is vacationing. It is a historic Friday. You know, everybody likes to make that claim when we have Supreme Court decisions coming out. They should be out shortly on the uh, student loan program and on the uh, LGBTQ rights case. That's what everyone in the left side of the media is calling. It's really a free speech case. 
But uh, it is Friday, and we promised we'd talk about the Woke Olympics, and you are welcome to nominate uh, a person, an incident, an idea for the Woke Olympics. We already had one nomination for the uh, Budweiser CEO who made some dumb statements. We'll play those. I want to give you an example if you're wondering what the Woke Olympics are. Today, we would like to award a Woke Olympics a medal to the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Lynx. The Minnesota Lynx, L-Y-N-X, of course. That's that um, the Minnesota version, the WNBA. They honored State Representative Lee Finke for his commitment to expanding protections for the trans and LGBTQ RSTVU people of all ages. They gave an inspiring woman award to Finke, who is a biological male who presents as a female. So once again, woke has replaced women with biological males pretending to be women. They get a medal. And then there is uh, Pastor Adina, Adina Pastor Anna Helgen, who now has changed the creed, which so many Christians read, with um, the Sparkle Creed. You're not familiar with the Sparkle Creed? Let me share. Of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. The scariest thing about this uh, blasphemy, in my opinion, is that the entire congregation knows it and they are repeating it along with her. She believes in a, quote, non-binary God. She also believes that Jesus had, quote, two dads. This is kookiness, and I don't think the heavens will take kindly to it. But the scariest part in this Woke Olympics medal-winning presentation from Anna Helgen, who is a pastor, is that um, they all know it, and they all repeat it with her. If you have a nomination, you're welcome to share it. 888 It's Opelka. In for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Hey guys, welcome to the Candy Valentino Show. I'm Candy Valentino. I was a founder before I could legally order a drink. And for more than two and a half decades, I've built, scaled, acquired, and exited multiple businesses in diverse industries. Now my goal is to help you by sharing the knowledge that I've learned, the mistakes that I've made, and the wisdom that I've developed over my journey. Bi-weekly episodes every Monday and Thursday. The Candy Valentino Show, wherever you listen.